Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man! And just like that, the Watching Comics Podcast is back! where we bring you the most trusted takes and opinions on the intersection of comic book entertainment, hitting your screens both big and small. Because it's the 21st century, and watching comics is literally a thing. It's an exciting time to be alive. My name is Mitch, my co-host is Jake, and we're just a couple of geek dads, geek-tastically excited about the next geek thing. So here we go. Jake, two episodes this week because our listeners deserve the best, don't they? They absolutely do. Uh, and, and so here we are, you know, giving them what our version of the best. I ran out of <laughs> clever jokes right at that moment, man. The like, best of the best. Can I throw in one gripe? I know we want to keep this to a shorter episode, but, you know, th- there's some Famous major last things. Words. We're about to go in for another hour and a half deep dive, aren't we? <laughs> you know, there's only one Snyder Cut, Mitch. Uh, so far. I, I um, know, right? I can't wait to see the data to see how, how many people actually downloaded that thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, you know, I, there's some current events I want to comment on. People Magazine, I guess, was not involved, but it, it needs to be stated that world's sexiest bald man was crowned. And I, I take umbrage with a few things here. First of all, neither of us were even on the list. Which is, an, which is a problem. It is. <laughs> you know, I understand five years ago before this podcast when our reach was in the dozens, but we're approaching like two dozen people, okay, that care about our <laughs> opinions. Also, and this is a legitimate gripe that I have, which might be stupid. Did I say it's William, right? The dude's not bald. He's balding. Get it right, people. Okay. There, there and there is a clear, clear difference that needs to be understood by that. Like right here, exactly. It's a big like razor difference, man. If the real estate starts like in the middle of the forehead and goes all the way down to the bottom yes. of the nape, that's bald. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you, but you know what? If you got. If I don't have to lean in and look at your stubble, then, you know, that's not stubble, man. Okay. What I got on my face here, this beard I'm rocking, that's not stubble. All right. I trimmed it today. It doesn't make me barefaced. Exactly. So, no, I'm not having it. I'm not down for this conversation. Okay. There's a lot of people that could have and should have been at the top of that list. Present company included. Absolutely included. So maybe what we're saying is, as far as the Watching Comics podcast is concerned, we do not recognize... No. This year's People Magazine sexiest bald man alive. We don't. We don't recognize. And, and that. we try to stay away from politics on this show, but sometimes people, the truth is the truth. We have a reputation to uphold. Absolutely. And <laughs> I respectfully. No, I don't respectfully. I. I out of spite abstain from supporting. That's what I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So just to just to twist a dagger on the royal family, I've just been streaming the crown in the background all week, man. That's it. That's me now. You don't like it, Queen Mum? Well, you should have you should have checked with some people, all right? All right, that's my thing. Let's talk about this trailer. Yeah, you, you said we weren't gonna get political. <laughs> yeah, does it count as political if it's on another continent? I mean, when we're talking about how much better looking we are than Prince William. 
then I don't think that's political. I think that just means that, um, you know what? I'm even going to, I'm going to put it out there. All right. That's an attractive man right there. Okay. Good for Prince William. There's some fine genetics over in that Royal family. Those Windsors know what they're doing when it comes to making people, but you know what? You're not bald, Willie. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, William. Um, He got by on a technicality. I mean, we, we don't exactly like right. we don't like those wins. Those are the ones that ultimately get asterisks in the Guinness Book of World Records. You know, I heard there's this movie coming out. Yeah, so there's a movie coming out. <laughs> Look what Prince William did to us. That bastard. The bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, the opposite. If of. he would just if he would man up and just shave his head and right. commit already. There it is. That's what I want. I want a public bicking, a public bicking of the royal scalp. Do it. And you know what? The crown would probably look better on him that way. I mean, everything looks better on a shaved head. (laughs) (laughs) We're so far off the rails. So welcome back to the Watching Comics podcast. And just like that, (laughs) the Watching Comics podcast is back. Take two. (laughs) Okay. I watched it. You watched it. According to YouTube, millions of other people watched it. Jake, The Suicide Squad, directed by the beautifully horrendous, whatever it was said, mind, or horribly beautiful mind of James the Gun. It's here. It's on its way. We think it's being delivered this year. Hopefully it doesn't get another delay like everything else. But The Suicide Squad, Jake, um, trailer, thoughts? Um, I'm going to keep it short now that I have ranted about athletes and Royal families and hairstyles. Um, we've hit all of your core competencies. We really have. I'm out of, you know, now we're going to talk comic books and then I'm out of subjects. So, um, (laughs) you're no longer an expert on anything else. Yeah. You know, you want to know how to raise funds for a nonprofit. I might be able to dig something up. Um, (laughs) but, but not, but if it was a, but if it was a commentary on the Royals, you're the guy. Oh, I'm right there, man. Yeah, listen, I just pay the bills with that other crap, okay? Um, <laughs> yeah, so here's the thing. I uh, To keep it brief, I have um, a lot of hopes and one big concern with this trailer. Um, l- look, it, it's, it nailed it for me. This is a great trailer. Like, no, no bones about it. This is the kind of thing that puts my butt in the seats. Um, I loved it. I thought it struck the right tone of funny, irreverent, comics uh you know true to comics but you know clearly branching off yeah spectacle listen man i'm so psyched that somebody's putting starro in i swear (laughs) not an hour before i watched this i was about to start ranting online but then i had you know that job we talked about i was i was thinking like you know what i should do is just go on a rant about why starro should be the villain if they ever do another justice league movie because starro is of course for those who are in the know the original justice league villain starro the conqueror giant starfish monster um which nothing strikes fear into the core of the justice league like a giant starfish monster here's the thing We we don't need dark side no, who needs Darkseid? You've got a dude that is a starfish that slaps smaller starfish onto the faces of people so he can control them. That's it's, freaking terrifying. It's Patrick from SpongeBob on steroids. There you go, man. There's a running joke in my home about SpongeBob SquarePants that 
I once upon a time got fooled by someone else into thinking that Craig T. Nelson was the voice of uh, Patrick Starr. And so I'm, (laughs) so now I just lean into it and I have yet to acknowledge to my wife ever, I guess this counts that I know that Craig T. Nelson is not really Patrick Starr. Only counts if Um, she listens to this episode. So in, in six weeks, honey, there it is. You heard it. I was going to say, if she's like my partner, then maybe not. (laughs) She just just bulk listens. She catches up like on a good chunk of it at a time. Anywho, um, I I love it. It's zany in all the right ways. Um, I'm going to put out there my one concern though. I worry that this is not going to do enough to differentiate itself from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Well, I, okay. okay, That's an interesting take. I, maybe that's impossible right like okay and maybe that's not a bad thing maybe my worry is unfounded i don't don't know but it's certainly going to be an it's a james gunn movie right and um i don't know he's got a very distinct flair oh yeah and that flair is overt and and we we enjoy that flair that's why he keeps getting work right um but it's definitely definitely got that vibe but at minimum I mean, the bar is so low. Like, at minimum, we can at least embrace the fact that based off of trailer alone, it's got to be better than the first one. Well, the first Suicide Squad is straight up one of the worst comic book movies I have ever seen. I don't know if it's the worst, but it's we're we're talking bottom three. It's it's a very unlikable film for so many reasons. It's and sloppy and poorly executed in just just about every single capacity well and and you know how we talk about sometimes things are greater than the sum of their parts and like that magic that makes it bigger than it should be suicide squad's like the inverse of that like it's less than the sum of its parts and somehow it comes together to be even worse than is logical the one thing we got from the original suicide squad that is worth noting and worth holding on to was margot robbie's casting as Harley Quinn, that's yeah. that's that's literally it, and and um er- everything else we can just absolutely forget about because even Viola Davis, who is the queen, the absolute queen, I will not hear any slander against that woman. Viola Davis gets a second crack at this to finally bring her Viola Davisness to the screen in in a, in a manner that's going to be treated well, which is exciting. But this, I don't know, like maybe I just say at this point, maybe it doesn't matter that it's going to be adjacent to Guardians of the Galaxy because like is it. Is the irreverent Deadpool like tone, but vibrant colors, not overly dark, right? Like, aren't those the things that we want from this property? I would venture to say yes. Um, I mean, I, I think that you know, to be fair, um, and this is not this is not me advocating for the ire cut. Um, God, but... no, God. <laughs> I just, I, I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again in case, you know, the listeners of this episode did not listen to the justice league episode yet. We don't need more Jared Leto. Nah, none. Don't. Um... I, I, I'm emphasizing <laughs> don't. We don't need. Did I say that? Don't. We don't need it. D-O-N apostrophe T. Do not. Um, I, I no, I. I think that there's room for the, you know, the very serious, bloody, we're all going to get cut down and murdered version of the Suicide Squad. There's there's certainly room for that take on it. Um, but I think that this well, we is could the just other... watch the Expendables. Well, that's just it. I mean, and, and that's, kind of, you know, I mean, and that's just it. The, 
the thing is, this is the other valid take on it, I think. And I, I think that, frankly, this is the this is the take that I prefer. I think that the topic is so inherently grim. And if you're not going to take it as a very dark look at what can go wrong with authority and what can go wrong with a justice system, which it potentially could be, then I, I think that you have to turn it into something where we laugh at it because otherwise the topic is so inherently grim that if we take, if we stop laughing long enough to think about it, we're all going to get really depressed. Right. Well, I maybe, maybe the commentary saying we're going to be social commentary in a James Gunn movie, but maybe, <laughs> maybe the commentary sticks the landing better through the lens of a dark comedy anyway. You know what? Like, th- that's you what you're exactly right. That's what black comedy is for. I mean, like yeah. you, you watch, you watch, um, you know, movies like Phantom Thread or Death to Smoochie, you know, uh, or even Fight Club, even though like, I don't, I, I definitely don't want to be grouped <laughs> in with the Fight Club stands. Okay. But, but for- you saying Fight Club's like the best movie ever? No, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> this, this is how rumors get started for the love of God. Um, no, but dark, that's the purpose of dark comedy is to toe that line of entertainment as well as message at the same time, uh, deploying it through a mechanism that says you're going, you're going to be enjoying things that you shouldn't be enjoying. And you're going to be rooting for things you shouldn't be rooting for. And you're going to be entertained while you're taking away some nuggets that are worth unpacking at the same time. That's dark comedy. If that's what James Gunn is doing, then, um, I give him credit. If, at, at, if the, at best this movie is just a fun, entertaining comedy with a lot of high action in it, that's fine too. Like if it's Deadpool, and that's what that's I think fine. it is. Yeah. And, and that, I, I don't think that, to be fair, to be completely clear, I do not believe that James Gunn is trying to do a takedown on the American justice system here. I, I think that, uh, I think this is absolutely just going to be a zany romp of, you know, major action with all these expendable D-list villains and a bunch and of that, be fun and a bunch of performers that are overqualified. Right. Like, <laughs> Margot Robbie, Sylvester Stallone, Idris Elba, um, Viola Davis, Nathan Fillion, Pete Davidson, like John Cena, like it, it, it's fantastic in the best way possible. But um, so did you Jake- see what Nathan Fillion's character is? Can I tell this out really quickly? <laughs> They've got him listed as TDK. I had to do a little digging. It's the detachable kid. He's going to be able to pull his arms off and throw them at people. Which is great. I mean, That's good fantastic. For good for Nathan Fillion. So, so are you excited? Is that, is that what we're getting Yeah. At? Okay. So where, where I'm really going with this is I am excited. I think that I, I do worry that it just becomes like Guardians of the Galaxy light. Um, or, or like, the, I guess it would be the more intense. Like, Is there anything if, more on brand for DC? Well, I mean, but you to know, it's like, funny. Hey, Marvel did that. Why don't Why don't we do a Diet Coke version of that? Th- you know, that's the thing. There's something weird about, uh, you know, I, I something weird about them getting the Guardians of the Galaxy guy to do a Suicide Squad reboot because they tried so hard to jam David Ayer's really dark crime film he was making into a into a Guardians of the Galaxy shaped mold, and I, I think that they're definitely showing, Hey, this is what we changed our minds at the 11th hour we wanted. Well, they finally, maybe I shouldn't throw, throw DC under the bus so quickly. This, this is DC recognizing that this is a valuable property. Yeah. 
And, I, and I agree. Th- this is yeah. this is too impressive of a property to just let it to let it get the Fantastic Four treatment, which is well, we tried. Now we forget about it for seven <laughs> years, right? They they recognize the writing on the wall, and also clearly Margot Robbie is fine with playing Harley Quinn as much as she wants. And for the love of God, why wouldn't we let her? Like that is one of the few instances where comic book casting matches the level of perfection that we have with J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. Like it is hand in glove. And so if if Margot wants to be in another movie and Warner Brothers wants to give her another crack at it and wants to say, you know what, we're going to do right by you this time. Like, go for it. I'm not going to say no. Can I just say that my brain spasmed and I agree with everything you said there. But when we when we said Suicide Squad as an important property, unlike the Fantastic Four, as like a comics history fan, my brain did something like I might need to go talk to a doctor when we're done here. Like I, I was like, what, what, what? Like well, the Marvel age. Ah. No. And I know I totally got your point. Like, I'm not yeah. saying you're wrong. I just, the, the statement made me do like an internal cartwheel. Like, ah, it's um, really interesting to see, like, I, maybe this is for another episode an exercise in comparing like clear DC's valuable properties as far as cinema is concerned, maybe I'm about to dig myself into a really big hole. Maybe feel <laughs> maybe feel less in number at this point, right? And so they really feel like they need to do right by them. Whereas Marvel's like, okay, Fantastic Four round one didn't go well. Let's launch Iron Man. And it went great. And then they're like, okay, Fantastic Four round two, maybe, maybe. Nope. Okay, cool. Mute that. And that's, that's let's go, so Let's go Black Panther and Captain Marvel. And they just continue to hit home runs and it doesn't matter. DC, on the other hand, it's it, it seems to be much more amplified when they swing and miss. And it's so interesting that that's the state we're at. Again, just looking at it from a historical perspective, because 20 years ago, Marvel did not have the deeper bench. And, you know, you've they got... They still don't in terms of comic book lore. Well, and yeah, I mean, and that's just it is like, but given public awareness, you know, DC had Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Marvel had people knew about this, the old Hulk show. And they had X-Men. And, and they had X-Men. Had I mean, gotten X-Men, some awareness X-Men in the X-Men and 90s. Spider-Men were the, were the flagships, right? Uh, well, and that's, those are why the first ones that get made. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like, it's, you know, we've talked about it on, on longer episodes than this. I just think it's so fascinating, the weird flip-flop that's happened with public awareness. Also that, again, to celebrate as a comic book guy, the state, the, the, the point we're at in culture, like people are amped up for a second shot at a Suicide Squad movie. That's amazing. It's unreal. And, and, and there's no sign of a J-O-K-E-R in this trailer. (laughs) Like, I get it. The first Suicide Squad movie was very much like, okay, we're following the dark tone of Zack Snyder's influence. And we're putting the laughing man himself front and center because it's like, we've got to put butts in seats to earn credibility, to get people to buy into these characters because they were kind of periphery at that time, right? It's it's kind of refreshing to see that Suicide Squad can be the number five trending popular movie on the IMDb website right now, have that many millions of viewers on the trailer, have this much buzz building up for it, and they're not having to do the low-hanging fruit approach to this thing. Like, if you're not deeply familiar with the comic books, probably half the characters you saw on screen, you're like, what the heck is going on? But you know what? You're in because they're doing they're giving it at least it seems like they're giving it the right kind of treatment with the right kind of talent, the right kind of creative minds behind the project. And that makes a difference. So then could we say that you are 
what would you say? Are you excited? Are you interested? Are you eh? Where are you at with this project? It's Sylvester Stallone in a comic book movie. What do there you think go. I am? I, I think that you are very excited to see that shark. Yes, I'm so excited. And um, <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, but but all, all that said, all that said, like I don't have a rich history with the Suicide Squad. Yeah. I'm I'm eager as a cinematic comic book movie fan. Um to see this property get a proper treatment. I want to see DC succeed. I want to enjoy these types of movies. I want to be able to unpack these sorts of things from an entertainment standpoint. So I'm excited to see this. And you know what? I mean, the three minute trailer was fun. So it served its purpose. Like I, yeah. I dove in, it was immersive. It was absolutely hysterical. It was irreverent. It was everything that you would expect it to be from the people that are putting it together. So I'm definitely not disappointed delivered on expectations in that standpoint. You know what? After the year and a half we've all had, like we need a movie like this. Like it's been since essentially, yeah. I mean, Birds of Prey was kind of like that, but it also in, it, it was dark comedy, but it also took itself seriously. And I think it delivered very, very well. I said before that I think Birds of Prey actually should have been nominated for Best Picture this year in a very limited pool. But I don't know. It's been a while since Deadpool 2. Like, it's been a while since we've been given something like this that just yeah, on the surface says, point. here's what you're getting and you're going to enjoy it all, all along the way. Like, I'm ready for this. That's kind of a balm in a sense, if that's fair to say. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. And I think also... One thing I'm also excited for is to see, you know, Marvel, like we just talked about, as, as we were talking about it, it kind of occurred to me, Marvel has successfully dug really deep into their bench and made household names out of some pretty obscure characters. I'm excited to see DC start doing that. Like, mm -hmm. and don't, you know, I love the Justice League. Um, I, I think that DC, I've always said that the, the Justice League is the better team up than the Avengers even though I, I generally prefer the Marvel world, you know, it's still. Well, now you're just going to have to choose a medium, right? The, the, well, the movies that yes. become so much of a zeitgeist. Now you have to say like, okay, for movies, I'm Avengers. For comics, I'm Justice League. Well, and like that's, that, that's a good point. Yeah. That's become and, the new normal. And that's just it. And it's, it's nice to see DC get a little bit outside that core cast though and start exploring that they really do have a very deep bench. They've got some amazing characters. And frankly, I'd like to see this lead to more projects like this that are drawing on that deep bench from DC. You know, I, I've said it, I've pounded the table before. I think we've been, we've had on the, the list for like a year now to do a Justice League Dark episode you know, give, give me the Justice League Dark Incarnation that's got freaking Detective Chimp. I need Detective Chimp, man. I need it. Give me give me some of that. <laughs> you love your comic book monkeys. I I love a good talking a talking. You ride for Pogo primate. from Umbrella Pogo, Academy. Detective Chimp. Give me give me all of it, man. Talking monkeys is where it's at. I'm where right do you stand? Where do you stand on Monkey Man from Dexter's Laboratory? Oh yeah, the monkey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right there. The yeah, hunt, man. Oh my gosh, going straight. Why am I talking about Dexter's Lab twice in the same day? Um, this because is because it's one of the greatest cartoons ever made. I freaking love. I I may Lab, or may man. not have been searching to try to find where the rest of the seasons on DVD I could find online somewhere because you can only find season one. Anyway, man, keep going. That's that is a travesty. There's so many good shows lost to time that way. Um. No, I, I think that 
I, I just hope that this will lead to DC diving into its weirder elements and diving into some of the cooler stuff that's out there. Um, this I is hope how this they're going to balance. Well. This is how they're going to balance out their palette, but it's also going to be how they, um, you know, gather new fans and, and get more people engaged. And it's also going to be how they are able to just simply provide some variety too, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Marvel has a staggering number of properties that have been produced in some sort of screen here lately. And most of them are great. And it's nice to be able to kind of have this buffet of options for you to watch and rewatch, depending on your mood. And like DC deserves to have that DC is far yeah. too important of a Titan in this industry to not say like, okay, we've got some fantastic characters here beyond soups and the cowl. Like let's, let's do this. Let's do it right. And I'm happy that we're, we're launching into this because um, I don't know. Aquaman two is going to be good. I'm going to be excited for that. You know, I'm always going to sign up for wonder woman stuff. Like we all know this and that doesn't diminish that, but also like, let's, let's enjoy some other stuff too. Let's lean into what we've got. As you said, the, the bench analogy is great. Like we've got it. Let's use it. I think, I think you're spot on there. I, I think you nailed it with, DC is too important, and and where, where, wherever you fall on the, you know, the largely fabricated DC Marvel rivalry, although not always historically it's, fabricated, is it is it more internet rhetoric than anything? Like I these really days, it is. It, I, I really mean, don't think it's that big of a deal anymore. And now it just it becomes, is internet rhetoric today. I, think, I mean, I in the eighties, the seventies, you know, Marvel really Marvel trying up. to make a name for themselves took some jabs. Absolutely. Um, you Straight know, and, but now but it's like these it, days, it everybody seems... has worked for both works for, you know, I mean, it's all that, all that to say, wherever you fall on your preference, right. As, as a guy who has a preference for Marvel stories, loves both. Um, and Mitch being the inverse of that, I, I, wherever you fall on the divide, DC's way too important to not be invited to this party. Absolutely. And it's about freaking time. And, and frankly, I, if this is the future of DC, those less connected stories that are drawing inspiration out of all the different corners of that universe, there's some awesome stuff, man. There's so much. Give me, oh man, give me an Animal Man movie, right? <laughs> oh man, there's an Animal Man run that will break your heart. It's so good. Give me, uh, oh my gosh, I'm just sitting here like daydreaming now. We're, I don't want to, well, I got to be we've, careful. We've put on the podcast before that we ride for Booster Gold. Oh, Booster Gold, man. And and you know what? Which, by the way, I found I found the casting and it's not my Did original you? thing. I thought I should have written it down. I don't know who to credit to. I saw this on Twitter. You and I were going back and forth about the Zac Efron thing. You were like, yes. Yeah. And I was like, no. Um, here it is. Here's your answer. Okay. Andy Samberg. I think I like it. Yeah. I think I like it. I, the thing with Zac Efron is I think that he nails... All right, we're going off on another episode. I'm going to stop myself there. Here's the deal. <laughs> Ultimately, and I'll shut up, I'm excited for Suicide Squad. I think this is a step in a good direction for DC. I'm not going to go so far as to say the right direction because I don't want to say that definitively like I'm taking a side on one interpretation or another. I just think this looks like a great movie and I think that we need great DC comics movies. Absolutely. And that's that's like the reason why our conversation has gone so far to that point because this is the release of this trailer to me and it sounds like to you Jake feels like the glimmer of hope that we have some runway to go there now. Yeah. 
right? Like we, we're finally getting to explore this. Like, yes, green light the Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman and Aquaman projects, right? Like do it all. We're going to watch it. We're going to love it. That's not a problem, but like green light the other stuff too, but do it well. And now it seems like DC is finally ready in this particular instance, ready to sit at the big kids table and say, okay, we're going to do this right. Y'all we got James Gunn. We got Idris Elba. We got Margot Robbie. We're going to do this thing. We're going to do it upright. And you're going to have a hell of a time. And yeah. it's, isn't that what we want from this movie? And that's, you know, and I think one of my bigger takeaways from the trailer is it feels James Gunnish. And what if that were the approach to start just grabbing filmmakers and saying, what do you want to do with a DC project? Mm-hmm. And letting mm-hmm. them put their signature on it. I'm not trying to say this direction's better than any other, other than man, did they finally learn their lesson and let a director make the movie they want to make? Holy cow, that'd be fantastic. That's what we want. So I mean, let's that... do it. You know, we already talked about how much more improved Justice League was by letting Snyder have his vision out there. What if this is the new philosophy is to let creators create? That's all we need. Star Wars could certainly take a lesson from that. Man, don't, you don't, just stop it. Why are you trying to make this podcast six hours long, man? I'm just throwing grenades <laughs> out there. You're falling on every one of them. Man, so the Suicide Squad, we're both excited, but that's not necessarily a take. If you watch the trailer, <laughs> then you're like, oh, yeah, I'll sign up for that movie. Right. <laughs> but um, it looks fantastic for all the reasons that we've highlighted out. But if nothing else, um, the lights are on during in that movie, which are good. James Gunn knows what he's doing, and the cast is second to none. Um, between that and the tone that we were given in the three-minute snapshot we have – that's enough for us to be not just cautiously optimistic, but boldly optimistic. And Starro the freaking Conqueror. Starro the freaking Conqueror. That's, re- that's really why we're here, y'all. We, we just really need it. We need all the Starro content. I don't know Give about it Mitch, to us. but that's legitimately what I'm most excited about. You texted me that. Right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> After the trailer, you just said, Starro! <laughs> One word. <laughs> One. That's all you need, man. That's all you need. So there it is, the Suicide Squad. Let us know what you think, listeners. Hit us up on Twitter. We are at Watch Comics Pod. That's comics with an X at Watch Comics Pod. We want to know what you think about the Suicide Squad trailer. Chances are you're probably excited too. But if you're not, we want to hear that as well. Every take is nuanced and we welcome it in our internet space. That's what Twitter is for. But thank you so much for listening, listeners. Uh, If you are a first time listener, we hope you come back. It's great to have you along for the ride. If you've been joining us for a long time now, thank you so much for your loyalty. We've got merch dropping soon be rewarding you all very shortly it's exciting times um if you do dig this show we'd love it if you would rate and review us on whatever pod platform you listen to us on it's a great way to pay it forward helps other people find us along the way and if you do so we promise to give you a lifetime supply of free high fives it's a sweet deal from me and jake to you so shout out to the geek dad podcast network it's a wonderful place to call home and we will be coming at you next week with some more awesome stuff We'll talk to you then.